Ah, welcome back, everyone. Another Saturday behemoth edition of the Best Bet Show presented by Field of 68, sponsored by Bet Rivers. The three-man weave guys are here. I'm Matthias. The other guy is Jim. The other other guy is Kai. And Kai, how many games are on tap today? Did you do the, uh, the final tally? What do we have? I believe there's 151 games today, Matt. That's a lot. So that you can not... bet on. Kai, that's a rum. Did you know that? That's a what? 151 Malibu. Oh, it is in Egypt. So <laughs> Tech that nine, basically 300 yep. teams are playing today. That's a lot insane. of teams. Wow. Yeah. I feel like I feel bad for the teams that aren't playing. They feel like they're you know, left out of the party in the cold, but Hey, let's not banter anymore. We have a lot to get to quick takeaways from last night or Thursday. Jimbo, you're in the desert. I guess you're all, you're usually in desert, but you're in a Southern desert in the Phoenix proper. Isn't sure. that right? Yep. Yep. I'm in Phoenix area going to Grand Canyon tonight. Uh, Takeaway from Thursday, the Arizona atmosphere rocked. Nice uh, get right or get back game. A little revenge for Arizona against UCLA. Uh, Last night, Roddy to the rescue. I mean, man, Colorado State almost blew that game. The the game winner was pretty funny. Just like bounced to him. He's like, you know what? I'm not passing. I'm not dribbling. I'm just shooting. I'm hitting the game winner. Uh, And then kind of just a quick best bets takeaway. The thing to do after sweeping the board Thursday is take Friday off. That's the smart thing. Good job, guys. Way to ride the streak. (laughs) You're darn right, Jim. Uh, Yeah, the Roddy shot was my takeaway, Matt. I mean, Colorado State blew a 20-point lead. Terrible. uh, Horrible. I'm glad they got the win. I want to see them in the tournament. Um, Good for Colorado State. (laughs) St. Bonaventure lost again. (laughs) Team is. Why do you punch in a a wounded warrior like that? I don't like that. We like St. Bonaventure. You know I what? I don't this year. I don't like them. This They're not year. as fun this year. I know. No. They lost their, bench played, their bench did play 17 minutes. That's wow, that's a lot. Improvement. Okay, that's enough. We got so many games to talk about. Man. We do. My takeaways are relevant. Let's get right to this play. <laughs> um, we'll, start right, we'll start right in Big 12 country. Fog Allen. Kansas hosting Baylor. Um, key thing here, Jim, is personnel issues, as seem to be the common theme across a lot of these big games today. Um, LJ Cryer and Adam Flagler are game time decisions for the Bears on the Kansas side. It's been confirmed that Ochai Baji has been cleared COVID protocol. So um, just from a sheer personnel, who's in, who's out, certainly favors Kansas. And I'll be honest, the spread feels a little short to me for the Beakers at home. Yeah, Remy Martin out too for Kansas. Um, Yeah, the Cryer-Flagler injuries, like if you get either one of those guys out, this is a bargain. Like to basically, I think they're probably equals and fog Allen has some juice. Like I, I, that's one of the, the home courts in the country that's worth more than your two and a half, your three or whatever. And it's going to be a very, very hype atmosphere with a, a monster team to reigning national champion coming to town. Uh, matchup wise, Kai, I sort of think KU's got a little bit of an edge. I like the way Dewan Harris played at, uh, at Iowa state. He really emerged. So maybe yeah. the Remy Martin absence doesn't actually mean that much. And you get Agbaji back in there. It's, it's kind of nice when you, ha- when you lose a star like that and you play well, it just empowers the rest of the team so much. And now that they added Baji back in, yeah, I'm with Matt kind of leaning Kansas here. I agree. Yeah. Minus two and a half right now, Kansas, uh, scary fading Baylor, but yeah, without Flagler or Cryer or banged up, I think Kansas is equal or better than, than Baylor. Uh, they showed heart, man, bouncing back after that Kentucky loss and beating Iowa state at Iowa state. It's not easy to do, especially without Baji. He's back. KU can go toe-to-toe with Baylor in terms of athleticism, size, talent, all those fronts. I don't think they're backing down. I think Fog Allen's a great place to play, obviously, stating the obvious there, Matthew. Um, And this is also very important for the Big 12 race. Baylor's a half game out of the lead. If they win this game, they have the tiebreaker. They're in first place. KU wins. They have a pretty commanding lead uh, in first in the Big 12. 
Yeah. Well, Hey, here's one of my best bets. And for the record, I'm going to fire off three today with this gargantuan slate. So yeah, taking the Jayhawks minus two and a half, you guessed all the key points. Um, I just think there's something to the Baylor is kind of maybe not usurped, but caught up to Kansas in the big 12 totem pole. And I think Kansas has a, has this like juice, like we want to reinforce that we are the top dog in this conference. And this is a prime spot to do it. Um, I'd go as far as to say, I think Flagler is actually more important than Akinjo. So if you Flagler's not into that, I think that's enormous for that backcourt. I know Jim doesn't agree with that. That's fine. I, I think I'm he's just, just, I'm just, I, you made me think I'm going to have to think about Yeah. That. Think about it. Let that, let that marinate. Um, I, I think Flagler is monstrously important for that team. All right. Next up here, um, Alabama, home, Alabama, Kai hosting Kentucky. We've seen the big blue nation. The Wildcats go on the road and perform well uh, multiple times so far throughout the year. But Alabama, man, when they're up, they're up. When they're down, they're down. Certainly at home against Kentucky figures be one of these home run performances. The question is, are shots going to go down today? It's always a question, right? Well, Matt, uh, Kentucky played great at Fog, but three of their four losses are on the road. They're they're vulnerable, quote unquote, on the road. Um, They look incredible. They didn't cover against Vanderbilt. I think it was kind of a sleepy spot for them. But like what a schedule spot Alabama's in right now. Baylor, Auburn, Kentucky. This stretch is nuts. They're currently in. I think it's a bad matchup for Alabama. Uh, like Kentucky combats their excellent offensive rebounding. Kentucky has guard quickness to chase around Quinterly, Shackleford, Davison. They have zero answer for Shibway uh, inside the paint. But I do like the home atmosphere, Jim. I like the home spot for Alabama. So I'm completely torn in this game. I'm surprised it flipped to a favorite for Alabama. Probably makes me lean Kentucky. Yeah, I kind of like Kentucky number wise. I, I I'm with you. Betty Ako's the only physically capable matchup for Shibwe and I think the speed of the game and uh, Oscar's effort level is going to blow Bediako out of the water. Uh, Kai for the schedule stretch I think it's the first time since 2009 that a team has played three straight AP top five teams so wow. that's pretty difficult uh, not not something that happens regularly. Uh, yeah I, man I just think Kentucky's kind of on a different level and they've, they've been this close to getting that monster road win at LSU at Auburn they had leads yep. before the injury struck so provided they stay healthy the whole game, I think Kentucky wins. Yeah, right. And I was saying they proved it with the win over uh, at Kansas. And that's just a, yes, I mean, a great point. Few, how many people go into Fog Allen and win by 18? I mean, that's just an insane result. Um, nothing strong for me here. I mean, worth noting that the line did open Kentucky favored and people are clearly back in the home Bama um, train here. It's flipped all the way to Alabama favorites. Uh, no total take there. Obviously, it's going to be a high-scoring game, 157.5. It has stayed right around there. So it doesn't seem like anyone thinks this is like some slugfest or uh, up-and-down high-octane shootout either. Uh, price is pretty sharp on both sides in total. All right, Kai, Battle of Blue Bloods, Battle of Tobacco Road, the most famous, historic, whatever you want to call it, rivalry in college basketball. I, I Duke, Kentucky. third on the outline. Yeah, third on the right. outline. Yeah. I tried to Disrespect. I tried to kind of hide my Duke bias, Jim. That's what I tried to do here. <laughs> I made the um, I mean, Kai, that's right. You did. Yeah. Why Kai? Do you just hate Duke? UNC? You probably weird. say Mizzou, Kansas would be a better rivalry, most likely. Um, we don't have to regurgitate. Everyone knows the storylines here, right? Coach K last season, Hubert Davis, first season at Chapel Hill. Line sitting at around minus three. Duke is short road favorite. What are you looking at in this matchup, Mr. McKeon? Well, I'll start with this. I think UNC is obviously super up for this game. The, the home crowd is going to be nuts with Coach K's last game at the Dean Dome, but against marquee opponents. UNC lost by nine to Purdue. They competed in that game. Lost by 17 to Tennessee. Lost by 29 to Kentucky. Now, caveat, these were all on neutral sites. My point is, though, I'm not sure UNC plays well against top-notch competition. And Duke qualifies. 
UNC's a better team at home. They're 7-5 against the spread. Defense has been much better there. But Duke's clearly more talented. They're clearly more athletic. They have so much size to throw at Baycott. If he gets in foul trouble and has to go out of this game, they're in trouble, Jim. The only hope for UNC is Caleb Love. Yeah, is he going to put his cape on like he did last year, become Superman? That was basically – he carried them the two wins. It was mega impressive. I think he was – really had that game circled on on his on his schedule Kyle you mentioned UNC versus top teams uh, 0 and 6 versus quad one opponents Mm. undefeated versus everybody else that's kind of been their MO they can't really step up in class whereas Matthew Duke if you filter Bartorvik for opponents uh, only top 50 opponents Duke's number one they've been the best against the best teams this year narrowly edging out Gonzaga so I, I think this is where we get the very uh amped up Duke version the young team that's ready to play and Wendell Moore probably smarting a little bit from getting swept by UNC last year. Yep. I got to think he's going to draw the love assignment. Um, you would think he takes that personally. I, you know, talking to um, some of the folks behind the scenes, it just seems like Moore has handled himself as like the true leader of this team. And I think that really matters in this game. Like, Hey guys, Matt, we're Matt, not you're trying, go to hide, trying to hide that your source there talking to uh, always secret sources, sources, yeah, sources, sources with sources with sources. Yeah. Um, key thing though is Baycott up front. I mean, people don't realize how dominant he's been for UNC this season. And people like, I think we've been so fixated on Dawson Garcia and some of the other transfers, but he's been the rock all year. Um, Duke's got to contain him. And I think they will. They have the size up front. I certainly lean my devil's kind. Uh, Graham uh, asked speaking, about the over, Matt. I, I do lean towards the over in this game. I think there's a lot of points. I am torn on that one, actually. I think Duke's defense has been the sneaky uh, undercard storyline of, of how well they've played lately, especially on the road in the ACC. Um, but hey, Fair. what do I know? Not a lot Fair. of totals. Hey, speaking of uh, biases, I'll continue with Indiana hosting Illinois, my alma mater. Jim, when we talk about a hype home spot, it doesn't get much more electric than this one. Assembly Hall should be rocking when the Illini come to town. Battle the bigs up front. Kofi has been almost matchup proof to date for the exception of Purdue when he got manhandled up front by the uh, by Mr. Zach Heady, who's just a, an, a- an alien. He's not really a human, honestly. Um, Indiana's interior defense. Arguably best in the Big Ten. Can it stand up to Kofi today? Yeah, I think so. I mean, like you said, I think the Purdue, all these Big Ten teams with their monster centers at least give you a kind of a facsimile of how the matchup's going to go. And Indiana held up well at home. But, Matt, they won that game because they got a superhero performance from Rob Finnessy, who will not be out there today. That is a problem. Bob, not out there. he, He at least has that upside where he can go off in a game like that. I don't think Xavier Johnson provides that. Parker Stewart kind of needs the ball fed to him rather than a guy that can yeah. go and get buckets. Um, so I, I kind of lean towards Indiana just because of the the home atmosphere. I think Assembly Hall is going to be terrific. This is the battle of which is the real Assembly Hall. Um, so I'm sure well, the Hoosiers are going to be. That's, that's not really a discussion, but that, that's cute that you like to entertain. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. Kai, your thoughts? Okay. The real Assembly Hall. And as Coy pointed out in the chat, yeah, we'll, we'll do our best to update the spreads, guys. Stuff moves fast. These are prepared pre-show, if you can imagine. Uh, Illinois did flip to a favorite in this game. I'm a little bit surprised here. Indiana, 11-3 and against the spread at home this year. That's good. That's really good. Indiana is rocking at Assembly Hall. I'm concerned about Kofi. Uh, obviously, he's been dominant against everyone. Matt, you get five fouls from Mike, from Michael Durr. I'm not sure Race Thompson can hold up very well against Coburn. I'm not sure TJD can hold up very well. On the other end, I'm not sure anyone's stopping Trace Jackson Davis. He didn't have the best game last year against Illinois, but there's no one with, on Illinois who has that mobility to hang with him. Maybe Coleman Hawkins. I don't know. Maybe, or Otherwise, you have to go smaller, put Kofi on him, and pull him to the perimeter. I don't know if it's a good matchup either way for these teams. 
Um, Indiana best defense in Big Ten play, Matt, but they have some three-point fortune. They allow a lot of good looks, and Illinois has some of the best shooters in the country. We've talked about Plummer multiple times. I do think Indiana wins this game, and I'm leaning their way a plus one. I like show saying he thinks Illinois, or he or she, I can't speak to, um, don't don't know like show big fan of his uh, his interaction his 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 content in the chat mob saying Illinois controls the tempo Jim not sure I buy I agree that with you over. but it's been bad it's been bad up to so maybe some people yeah. agreeing with that um, yeah nothing else profound here I just think Indiana gets done at home for plain and simple for me all right last game on the outline nope uh, nope we're, it's time for chat mob that's right we only got three <laughs> and then chat mob and then three this format has not changed Jim take it away we got, we got four we did four. You'll, you'll four games. Yep, One, two, three. Oh, yeah, I talked four games. <laughs> Good job. Uh, hey, hit the like button, folks. Got a big old Saturday slate. A lot of people in the chat. Hit that like, rack it up. Let's let's get a huge number there. Uh, all right. Pat T started us out with his lock, Indiana State at Valpo. I'm just going to say, I agree with him. I'll take that one. I, I think the Sycamores get it done. They're getting healthier. Valpo is getting unhealthier. Uh, definitely lean towards ISU. Yeah. Kai. From Domehawk, Northern Iowa and Drake, another one in the Valley here. He says the over is his lock. Do you have anything on this game? Oh, wow. Um, I'm not sure about total there. Boy, Drake's been looking a lot better. They're finally looking like the Drake team we expected. Getting healthy certainly helps out. Hemp Hill is fully back in that lineup. But Northern Iowa has been no slouch either. Uh, I'd probably take either of these teams as a dog, so I'm leaning towards you and I plus four. Matthew in the Ivy from Pat T. Harvard at Yale. Big one here. Uh, Harvard a little bit healthier, not quite fully healthy. Still no Wedlam, still no Trey Tout, but Forbes is in there. Do they get the win at Yale? It seems like Harvard's a great buy low. I mean, getting Mason Forbes back has just been a game changer for them uh, defensively, and, and he sort of opens up their offensive balance to actually having a front court piece, which they haven't had all season. Uh, I lean Harvard. I, I think it's I think five's a little bit big personally, uh, just given how talented they are and the way they're trending. I'm not going to bet it because I don't like James Jones versus Tommy Amaker. Um, but I would lean Harvard with the price. Ty, uh, you get the the pillow fight of the day, or is this a pillow fight, I guess? Robert Morris at IUPUI. A couple of questions about this in the chat. Does IUPUI yeah. hit 60? Apparently our boy G-Unit loves IUPUI. I don't know how you can love IUPUI, really? IUPUI ever, but yeah. yeah. loves it. Wow. No, I no, I lean towards Robert Morris. I, I, I think uh, IUPUI is the worst team in the country. I think they've played like it as well. So I lean Robert Morris. I would never take an IUPUI over. Wouldn't feel good about it. Even if they, even if it hits over, wouldn't take it still. Yeah. Not like Bob, it. Bob Morris laying nine on the road for team that hasn't yeah, been. Yeah, sounds they're, bad. They're trending up. That's it's yeah. a no bet for me. Uh, Matt from Corp Citadel and Samford. He's wondering if it's going to be a shootout. Do you see that happening? Uh, yes, that's where I'm leaning. Sort of a weird spot. Samford coming off that massive win against uh, Chattanooga. Um, but yeah, I think there's a ton of points in this game. Clearly, I think there's a handshake agreement to get up and down and run. Sanford will pressure and will allow Citadel to run. And I don't know if they have a ton of resistance up front. However, Hayden Brown, I believe, was out last game yeah. uh, with injury. So I'm trying to think if that's a net over or net under positive. I, mean, they, I was Fer- Furman played perfect offensively and scored like 105 points. So yeah. I, I don't see that repeating. But both teams like to run. So I just yeah. tend to think over. A couple questions for this game. One from Ethan Wright, Kai Bradley at Evansville. I think somebody said if they had to have a lock, it would be Bradley on the road. Do you think they blow out the Purple Aces? Part of me says no. Part of me kind of leans towards Evansville here. Yeah, I think the line's pretty Kai. sharp, seven and a half. But I, I, Evansville's bad, but I don't think they're hopeless. And I don't know if Bradley's a great favorite on the road. Yeah, something about that game just makes me feel, eh, no thank you. 
Money's brought it down to seven. So some uh, some folks out there agree with you, Mr. McKinnon. Matthew, ETSU at Wofford from Graham Haynes. Uh, I kind of thought ETSU on the number at first, that it's been moving a little bit, um, and I ended up staying away. I did not bet this game. Did you? Uh, no. East Tennessee State basically has no front court at this point. They are downy soft up front, and Wofford can punish you in that domain. Nick Robinson last game had hung 37 on East Tennessee State. So, yeah, Wofford's got multiple guys that can go for 30 up front. I think there's a ton of points because neither team can stop one another, but Wofford can score 80, even though they didn't even play that fast. So do not back East Tennessee State. Defense is sit right now. Uh, speaking of teams probably shouldn't back right now, Kai, Western Michigan is headed to Ohio. Western Michigan stinks. Worse at defense. Titus Wright has defense. not played recently, and they only have like three good players. So you take one out, and they become really, really bad. Ohio, though, has been the king of letting teams in the back door. So does that yep. mean we stay away here? I would stay away, yes. But Ohio has so much capabilities of winning this game by 25. Um, giant, giant spread. Usually like 20-plus dog spreads in conference play in general. Um, but Western and Michigan is a team I'm, I have no interest in betting. Yeah, possibly uh, Ohio first half because I think they could crush yeah. them and then just you don't have to worry about yeah, the potential like late that. collapse. Uh, Matthew, Western Illinois at UMKC. The Kangaroos have been running a little bit this year. Kind of rare for they them. Have. Playing like the Summit teams yeah, uh, that are right. around them. Do you, uh, do you think this one goes over? Do you have a side here? What do you got? Yeah, they've, they've assimilated nicely with their Summit brethren. I do like the Ruse. Uh, just beat Western Illinois, I think, a week ago uh, in Macomb. Now they're back home. Tough travel spot for both teams. Uh, I think they should be a slight favorite, though. So slight lean to the Ruse, Jim, at home. Okay. Uh, let's get a couple more in here. Kai from the Tooch. Tulsa is headed to Temple. Frank Haith, they, they might still not have an American win. They've really, really struggled this year. And one Temple's and eight, been yeah, one, one and eight. eight. Okay. Temple's been a lot better than we expected, especially without Caleb Battle. I know our guy Harry R is a big Owl fan. What do you think? Yeah. I don't know. I, I number probably leans towards Tulsa, honestly, but Temple's been really good lately, or at least they've been covering spreads. Hey, Harry, I'm back with the Owls. I've returned. I took him there to that. He is. There Last he is. Three, baby. Hoot, uh, hoot. Okay. From Bernie Zielinski to Paul at Xavier. I'll take this one. No Javon Freeman Liberty. I think you, it's Xavier nothing on the spread. And I really like the under. The unders come through four straight games for DePaul. They have not scored more than 50 points in three straight. I, I just think the under is, is a really strong angle without Freeman Liberty on the court. Matt, one more before we get back to the outline for you. Belmont headed to your tennessee tech golden eagles you think the bruins take care of business uh, yeah probably uh i think i like the over more than i like a side here I, especially this game balloons tennessee tech's been prone just to let the restrictor plates off and run up and down belmont gets up 15 points this could just be an up and down rec ball type track bait so i take over here yeah i kind of like the over belmont's been awesome as a road favorite in league play i don't have the exact numbers i looked it up for an article like two weeks ago and they were really good then and i think they've gone like one and one or, or two and one as a road favorite since so i think yeah, that's, that that's a decent spot uh, all right we've still got like 25 more that i'm going to save for later and i'm sure we'll accumulate more but let's get back to the outline all right kai going to you here west virginia hosting texas tech if there's an all-time hangover spot my god i can't think of a bigger one than this one yeah uh, the red raiders <clears throat> Uh, everyone knows off the phenomenal home win in that electric atmosphere in Lubbock, avenging the Chris Beard departure. Now they go to Morgantown and take a what take on a West Virginia team that might be down their best player in Tash Sherman today in concussion protocol. However, the ears have been feisty 
Um, I think Huggins sort of has this team in the mix of being recalibrated, playing some smaller, faster lineups, but some pressing. Uh, Any of that scare you from a tech perspective? Well, very much wanted to be on West Virginia this game, but you, I cannot bet them without Tash Sherman's status being known. If he's in the sidelines, I don't want to touch him. If he plays, it's a home run spot. Like you said, Texas Tech's off. It's Super Bowl. It's max effort game against Texas. West Virginia has lost six in a row. Texas Tech won this first matchup handily. They smoked him on the glass. That probably happens again. They're so much tougher than West Virginia. This is not your typical Huggins team. They struggle on the defensive end. They struggle with toughness, physicality. Um, Texas Tech's much better, but it's a spot play, Jim, if Sherman's in the lineup. Yeah, man, the spot is is such a home run. Uh, you, you get the home dog, desperate team against the ultimate emotional hangover, like you guys said. I, I wanted – I even during the Texas Tech-Texas game, I was like, we have to fade them in their next game. And then I looked yeah. and saw West Virginia and the concussion issues for Sherman. I was like, ah, I don't know if we can. Uh, I, I watched the Huggins presser, Matt, where he was talking about the update on on Sherman – they're like, all right, so who's going to fill the scoring void? And he's like, I don't know. We'll have to see. It's like, all right. <laughs> that's brutal honesty from our guy, Mr. Huggy yeah. Bear. Um, and that's the, that indecision is, is precisely why I had to stay away. So I want to back West Virginia, but not without Sherman. Yeah, I feel bad for the uh, beat reporters who have to cover Huggins, especially during the year when like everything's not going well. It just has the ultimate nihilistic type of tone to his his press conferences. Um, good question, or I guess good nugget of news. John Mitchell in the chat mentioning Justin Moore not warming up Villanova. We're going to hit to that game in a second, um, but just want to be timely with that update. I don't think that would trigger a play from any of us, right? On that, uh, I was I was that? considering Nova where the price is, but without him, I, okay. I will not step in. Okay, we'll break that down in more detail in a second. But first, uh, in the outline order, I don't want to throw any wrenches with our guy Dagan behind the scenes. Gonzaga going to BYU. The Storm and Mormons have been awesome at home for as long as I can remember at the Marriott Center. Um, but they have looked vulnerable this season, just off a tough loss to San Francisco. They've lost three in a row. Um, certainly tough to wake up today and say, wow, we have three straight losses, Kai. And Owen, Gonzaga comes to town. Yeah. Um, is this a house of cards for BYU or is this the ultimate buy low bet on Mark Pope um, with a couple days prepare against a, you know, Gonzaga, one of the best teams in the country? Yeah. I mean, the spread's huge per usual. Um, I, I BYU losing to Santa Clara Pacific and San Fran all in a row. They're five and four in the WCC. That's tough, man. But their resume is still pretty good uh, for tournament consideration. I think they'd be in right now. I looked at Gonzaga's ATS record because all these spreads are ginormous. They're five and two against the spread last seven games. I mean, they are still rolling teams over despite the spreads. They scare me. Game one, Jim played 78 possessions, had 194 points. The Zags scored 1.41 points per possession. BYU was 13 for 29 from deep. It just didn't matter. So I am scared to set in front of Gonzaga. I will not be doing that. No, I'm not seven in front of him either. I love the over Kai. You mentioned the possessions. In conference play, Gonzaga's got a 13 and a half second average possession length. That is insane. The second, so in they're number one in the country in fastest possession length. Arizona's second, and they're at like 14.6, and Gonzaga's at 13.5. Like they are flying up and down. BYU, I think, will run with them uh, only almost out of necessity the way Gonzaga plays. So yeah, I love the over here. I think we get another 170 point type game, Matthias. Yeah, I don't know how BYU stops. Um... Gonzaga up front. I mean, San Francisco, a team that has size this year, but not like Gonzaga caliber big men. I mean, they just went right inside and dominated the paint in that matchup. Now I will say BYU had 
um, a guy emerged in that game who was a tiki, had basically hadn't played all year, was a monster. I think you're going to see his name, hear his name called more often going forward. Look for him to be maybe an X factor, maybe not in this matchup, but down the road. Um, all right, to that UConn Villanova matchup we teased earlier. Um, as mentioned prior, Justin Moore, debatably Nova's second most valuable player, a, a key off guard there next to Colin Gillespie in the backcourt. Um, doesn't appear to be warming up, Jim. Now, the Huskies off a brutal, brutal home loss to Seton Hall. I'm sorry, uh, Creighton, in which there were some words exchanged between Dan Hurley and the student section. Um, can't repeat that on a PG-13 Docking. network, so I won't. But, uh, yeah, some emotions starting to, to boil in, uh, in stores right now. Do you think they have any sort of fight here on the road at the Pavilion? Yeah, and the market certainly thinks so, too, without yeah. more. They've been bad. I mean, this is like, if you're going to get up, it's, oh, we've got wounded Villanova. This is our chance to kind of assert ourselves, maybe make a run at Providence. And Villanova is, is certainly limping into this game, not just Justin Moore that, as a team. Man, I, the Pavilion is a tough place to play. And Villanova is not a team that you can be sloppy against. And I think UConn every once in a while gets a little bit sloppy with their possessions and that's a problem. So I, I think we get a much better Villanova effort here, Kai, than what we saw last time out. Yeah. I kind of lean UConn without more, but you're right. They have all the talent in the world, but they still do so many frustrating things like lose to Creighton at home. You cannot be dumb against yeah. Villanova. Kalkbrenner played like nothing in the second half. Right, and they still exactly. Yeah. You cannot be dumb against Villanova. The Wildcats make no mistakes. Uh, you're not, they're not going to beat themselves, Matt. And, and UConn cannot beat itself. If it's, if it's trying to upset Nova at home here, bully ball, I think inside needs to be the angle for UConn. I, Dixon's not bad at all. Um, I, in fact, he's much better than I gave him credit for earlier in the season, but Sonogo should overwhelm him. He's dominant. And then the Whaley Polly Jackson combo on the perimeter, that's a tough size matchup for Villanova. Spreads come down a little bit too much for me. I'm seeing four and a half, five at Bet Rivers currently. Might snatch that up if you like UConn, um, but I'm staying away. Good call by Tim Kafer in the chat. This is at Wells Fargo, not the Pavilion. Oh, okay. Makes me like Nova a little less even. I would uh, agree with that. Very good point. So, Thank you. Yeah. Um, good nugget there. Nothing else to add. I think you guys nailed it. Let's hit last game on the outline before we go back to chat mob round two. Going out west, right in Jim's neck of the word, Jim's neck of the woods. Excuse me, I cannot speak this morning. Uh, where he just was on Thursday, uh, Tucson Wildcats hosting USC. Uh, similar to that Texas Tech narrative we talked about earlier, feels like an all-time potential uh, hangover letdown spot here at a mid-afternoon tip-off against a talented and capable and long, 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 long USC team. Jim, you're up close and personal for that Arizona game. Uh, anything that jump out to you that maybe carries over into this matchup with the Trojans? I think the big thing is the crunch time lineup that Tommy Lloyd played. He yeah. had Coloco and Umar Ballo together. Ballo. And they've, they've dominated. And the numbers say they've been dominant together. Uh, there's some three-point lock in there that's propping them up a little bit. But Coloco switches on the perimeter as well as any seven-footer in the entire country. And then even if you beat him, you still have him pursuing you in, uh, off the dribble and Ballo waiting at the rim. So, like, I think teams are shooting 35% from two-point range when those two share the floor. And, Jeez. Kai, if you take away USC's size advantage – what do they have? Like that, that's kind of their thing. That's their MO. So matchup wise, I really like Arizona, but you know, with me not in the house anymore, how does Arizona get hyped for this one? That's true. Jim. Hey, good reminder in the chat, hit the like button guys. Why not? I should have loved. Uh, yes, Jim, USC, they struggle when they don't have the size advantage. Stanford, they got swept by Stanford. Stanford has the size to combat them. Arizona certainly has that. And it's better size, Matt. I, I would take Arizona's front court all day over USC's, even though Mobley is, a very good player in his own right. 
I think Arizona could totally wipe them out. USC is going to struggle immensely to score. Arizona's just too talented, man. Um, I lean Arizona even with this spread, which is admittedly quite large. It, it felt like a young team that was getting tight because they didn't have the big win. And then the fact that they got it done against UCLA, I feel like they're going to be a little looser to that. So that's another concern against the spot, which does favor USC, man. Yeah, I guess I mean, I lean USC. I just think the spot sets so well for them. The matchup isn't terrible. Um, I'm not a big fan of this USC team. I think they are overpriced for much of the season coming from Tempe. Uh, so again, some of these Pac-12 second leg travels are not that strenuous, unlike the mountain trip. Like this example, like I said, going from basically Tucson to Tempe is nothing. So that kind of adds maybe a half point in favor of USC on that handicap. But yeah, I made strong. that drive. Come on. It's not bad. Yeah, Jim did it. He can do it. Everyone can do it. I'm sure the uh, Andy Enfield's probably driving the bus there, cruising along the interstate. All right, chat mob round two. Jim? Rapid we are fire, enforcing we shall go. rapid fire because we've got, I think, 40. Uh, all right, <laughs> Ty, we're starting with you from AB Sports. Iowa State at Texas, low total. Is this the grind-out game everyone expects? Yes, I would lean towards the under there. Eight points feels like a lot for Iowa State. Yeah, Texas, kind of the opposite side of that emotional hangover. So we'll see. Uh, Matthias from Renzo Bros, Eastern Illinois, headed to SEMO. Is this one too large? Too big? Uh, it's been bet down, I think. No? Has it? No, it's still 13. Yeah, take EIU. Off two straight wins, baby. They're going to make it a third today. No, they won't, but they'll cover. Big number. <laughs> uh, Kai from the Paris, Utah Valley at Sam Houston State. I think the WAC teams seem to be having a little bit of trouble with this new Texas road trip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of lean Utah Valley. There, there's no reason AMAC shouldn't go off against them, but they are so, uh, such a super tough defense. Um, I love Jason Hooten, their head coach. So stay away from me. Yeah, flag could should go nuts. I don't really think they flag will be fine. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Matt from Scott Brooks. I'm sure this is fired NBA coach Scott Brooks. Uh, South Alabama at Georgia State. Georgia State drives us mad. Do we continue fading them today? Uh, was tempted to. Um, USA did beat them at home two and a half weeks ago. Charles Manning, like arguably best player, of South Alabama got benched late in that game. Kind of a weird thing for the Jaguars. I wouldn't be excited to back the Jags, but that is the way I lean. Uh, Kai Scott Craig says Auburn is a lock at Georgia. They blow them out, but it's a tough spot. A little bit of a sandwich between two big games. Do you think Georgia hangs around? I don't, I don't know how they can, man. Like they're, they're not going to slow down the tempo. This game could play over 75 possessions. I like over. Yep. Yeah. I, I like the over as well. And I think Auburn is just fine with blowing them out. Yeah. Georgia's running a lot more in league play than they did in non-con uh, Matthew from John Cooper, New Hampshire headed to UMBC. Anything for you out in the America East? Um, no, I think New Hampshire can score a will against that semi-porous UMBC defense that really doesn't have a great front court. So maybe over, maybe New Hampshire, but nothing strong. Okay. Uh, Two-pack from Austin Raley, Kai, Nor- uh, New Orleans, excuse me, against Incarnate Word. New Orleans has a two-game lead in the Southland. They're undefeated. Yeah. Uh, anything for you in that one? Playing a lot better. I wouldn't bet Incarnate Word for life of me. So Uno or nothing. <laughs> All right, Matt. Uh, another one from the extra board, Kennesaw State at Bellarmine. Actually, you know what? I'll take it because you're you're just you're knacking the extra board lately. Uh, I, am. I think both these teams are playing a lot slower, especially Kennesaw, playing a lot slower in league play. Uh, look at their past four or five games, really, really slow. I like the under, even though Bellarmine's offensive execution could be efficient. All right, Matt, I'll give you a main board game from Ag Roy, I think. UNC Greensboro at Furman. Furman's been a machine lately. Do they keep that rolling? 
I think this line's pretty, pretty high. Um, I just think Furman at some point is not going to win by 40 points and against a pretty athletic and capable defense that the Spartans can throw at you. It seems like the spot where maybe they get caught down in more of a grinded out affair with lean Spartans, but man, they've not been good against the spread so far. Uh, Kai from John Mitchell. He asks if in the same conference, Chattanooga, do they bounce back and beat Mercer at home? Uh, I guess I lean their way, Jim. I don't know Mercer's personnel. Like Kamar Robertson has been out of, in and out of the lineup. Alvarez has been back forever. Um, yeah, I guess I lean Chattanooga. It feels high. I don't, I don't think Mercer sucks. So plus 11 seems kind of high. Yeah, a little, little high. Uh, Matt, I know you like this one from Dome Hawk. San Jose State is headed to Boise, Taco Bell Arena. What do you got? Boise by a million. Love San Jose State, love Tim Miles, but I don't <laughs> love them now. They are certainly um, reeling. Just got a key injury last game. I think Trey Anderson is unlikely to play today. Boise's not a team that's great as a large favorite anecdotally. They sometimes play slow and have scoring droughts, but that should not be an issue against San Jose State. So I think Boise wins by 30. Uh, from Fondell, Southern Miss at FIU, I'll take it. Uh, I like the under. I, I think that Southern Miss, the, the last game, they had 62 possessions against FAU, but the teams combined to shoot like 21 of 45 from deep. I think that is crazy. I think we'll see another slow game here between these two, and uh, the under has some decent value. Kai, I'm sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with a game you are probably going to be frustrated by. Oh, no. Abilene Christian. Hosting, uh, I hate this team so much. Yep, they're hosting UT Rio Grande Valley. Do we hate them so much that we fade them? That's the question. No, because uh, Rio Grande Valley's team, I don't want to uh, play with either. Uh, I think this game, I was going to take the under in this game, and then I realized the first one hit like 100 a billion points. So I no thank you. Abilene's been kind of an over team lately. They're weirdly, they weirdly can't stop anybody. And the Chicago State game was the last straw for me. No thank you, Abilene. Yeah, it might have been Jordan Majeski that said, like, they don't have any rim protection behind their ball pressure. So if you beat yeah. it, it's a layup. And that's that's a problem. I think they uh, haven't covered like eight or nine in a row either. Yes, Abilene Christian. They suck right now. Yeah. Uh, Matt from Corp, George Mason at LaSalle. George Mason's done better with Oduro in the lineup. Do they get it done in Philly? Uh, the line feels a little bit short. Sorry, my, the, line I'm, the line I made on this game felt a little bit short. Um, I just don't know if Mason with that thin bench can. I think they're due for maybe a clunker. I know Sal's not been that good, but I'd be a little bit worried with a thin bench, especially though Duro, not at 100%. All right, Matt, do you have an assignment to figure out if any of our best bets are coming up in 10 minutes so that we can get them out there? They're uh, not, but we should talk wake maybe since it was a question. Okay, yeah, yeah it's it's definitely in the question. Oh, it's it's we're one away from it, so we'll Ooh, get to okay, it. Uh, wake, we'll just go through it. Wake at Florida State. Kai, tell them. Wake Forest. Wake Forest, Wake Forest. Florida State is so injured right now. McLeod's out. Polite's hurt. Uh, Osborne's out for the year. Wake Forest. I, I'm surprised they're a dog as well. Maybe that's a lookout type of spread, but Wake Forest. Yeah. Yep. Uh, from Ryan Abramowitz, Fairleigh Dickinson at Central Connecticut. I will take it. Uh, Fairleigh Dickinson's been poor on the road. They beat the crap out of Central Connecticut in the first game. I think CCSU's been a lot feistier. They almost beat Wagner. Uh, I think they kind of crush fairly Dickinson today in like a bounce back. My number doesn't like it, but just looking at that game, I was like, I, I think the, the blue devils win. All right, Matt, Penn state, Wisconsin from Alex Wander, Cole center, your Nittany lions. Do they keep it close? I was thinking, so I'm surprised they hung this number fairly low. I thought it'd be closer to 10. Uh, it's right around eight, eight and a half. So I stayed away. Was one to back the Nittany's, but the price is not right. Kai, another big 10 one. Michigan state is headed to the rack, heading to Rutgers. Really short line here. 
do you think the Spartans just get the win they need? Yeah, House of Horrors here, Jim, trying to find the updated line. One and a half. Oh, God. That's a lot of respect. I don't know, man. I Anecdotally, I like Rutgers at home, but not one and a half. No, thank you. Yeah, number's not right, I think. I'm with you there. Uh, Matt Dayton just absolutely destroyed BCU. Now they're heading to SLU. A rivalry game. Yep, yep, yep. big rivalry. Uh, from Adam Jones, SLU's been taking money. Do you think that's correct? Yeah, it makes sense, right? Revenge spot, home. Uh, I've been to that game. That Those crowds are nuts. SLU and Dayton do not like each other. Yuri Collins off a 35-13, five and five steals effort in a double OT win at Mason. Um, yeah, he's been really good. Just kind of a, a side. I think he's awesome. No play, though, for me, Jim. I lean slew, I guess. Okay, well, I'm going right back to you because I want to make you have an opinion. LSU at Vandy. Uh, anything on the total, but I know you like a side. Uh, nothing on the total. Feels like maybe under with Robbins back for Vandy and no Pinson or potentially a hobbled Pinson. Love Vandy, though. I think LSU walks in here like basically the walking wounded. They have three starters potentially banged up, and Vandy's as healthy as they've been all season. And with Chapman in the lineup, they're a different team. You get Pippen and Chapman at the top, Robbins up front, a couple other ancillary pieces. It's a, it's a feisty team. I like Vandy to get this outright win. LSU's lost five of six. They are floundering right now. Uh, Kai from Fondell, the Battle of Jacksonville, even though these teams are in different states, it's still yes. the Battle of Jacksonville. <laughs> Uh, anything for you? Jacksonville State is the home favorite, I think, laying about eight and a half. Yes, I guess apparently seven down in Bet Rivers. Um, I like Jacksonville State, which is in Alabama, by the way. So these teams are not next to each other. Um, Jacksonville State's coming off the loss. I believe Liberty clipped them last game. Um, uh, North Florida. North, North Florida. Florida. Wow, amazing. Jack State's from Trey. Yeah. Uh, Matthew, UTSA, they're headed to North Texas. A monster spread for a really low total game. I assume you're liking the dog. That'd be my guess. Yeah, I do. It got bet pretty, like pretty badly, pretty early. I think it opened like 19 and a half, 20. Now it's down to 17 and a half. Still, it's a big number. I would certainly lead the runners who have been, again, competitive lately. Competitive. Uh, from Eric Horner, I'll take this one. Boston University at Lehigh. Uh, he's, he was liking Lehigh's potential live dog. I actually think I'm probably with him. Uh, Boston U hasn't been as, as great this year and Lehigh's surging with, with Whitney yeah. Sydney and Higgins in the lineup. They've been a lot better lately. They're actually playing like they should be playing their history. I'm so sick Tells of this them. Patriot league. God, beat Colgate beat Navy. Skip this Look comments. at Lehigh go. Wow. Look at him go. Oh, lost right, like Kyle. five bets in the first mm. from, from Pete K Bryant at Mount St. Mary's major personnel issues for Bryant. Peter Kitt still suspended. Hall Alicia is still out. Does Mount get the win? I hope so, Jim, for our Wagner future. Uh, minus four is too high. Yep, it, it, it makes sense. Uh, but I wanted to take Mount really badly. And unfortunately, the market did the correct thing and bet this lineup. Yep. Uh, Matt, I'm going to let you decide if you want to give away your best bet on the Northwestern at Nebraska game because Tom's tiddly asked about it. Yeah, I'll do it now. Nebraska plus three and a half. Haven't got a Big Ten win. There's frustration mounting in Lincoln. This is the game they get. Northwestern coming from Chicago, it's just a team they can beat. And I firmly believe that home Nebraska is a competent basketball team. Uh, I think they've covered their last three home big 10 games. Is that accurate or no? So you're uh, saying Hoiberg gets his sixth win in big 10 play in three years. That's right. Hey, Good hey, happen. Should have beaten Rutgers at home and kind of collapsed. Uh, all right. Kai from Pat T. He says he likes Penn going to Cornell. Yeah. In the Ivy league. Do you agree? 
I do too. I, I, I lean their way for sure. Cornell kind of scares me. They're a lot better than I gave them credit for. They just swept Princeton, which I think the first time they've ever done that, or at least um, in a long time. Uh, yeah, I lean towards UPenn, though. Plus two. Yep. Yep. I lean towards Penn as well. Matthew, in the ACC, Notre Dame headed to NC State from Julian Toscano. What do you got? Uh, line's about right. Uh, NC State, short favorite, minus one. I think most people probably look at that and say, why is this so short? They're probably leaning Notre Dame. I still think NC State's a solid team. And they got shot makers uh, certainly capable of busting that pack line-esque defense that Notre Dame's employed this season. Yeah, I like Notre Dame. Dewona did not play last game. They're starting center. NC State's starting center. I think that that limits them. He's a really good shot blocker. He's been filling in for Manny Bates. Now they have like no shot blockers at this point, right? Yep. Uh, Matt, right back to you. Big Sky action. Weber State hosting Montana State. Weaver's in the middle of a gauntlet playing every other contender. Do they stay strong here? Scott Brooks asked this question. Yes, they just closed minus seven against Montana. Now they're, what, minus six against Montana State. Just kind of a, so do you think Montana's a point better than Montana State? I guess I'd buy that. So from a handicapping perspective, purely, I think the line's pretty sharp. No play for me, Jim. All right. Um, Kai from Connor Platt, SMU headed to Wichita State. SMU still actually trying to build an at-large resume. Yeah. Shockers are tough at home. Do they get a, a little, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Wichita leaves me cold when I watch them. They're they're just not a smart team whatsoever. Um, so I'm I'm kind of hoping that the ponies win this one, Jim. Minus one resume. feels cheap, doesn't it? No. All right, we've feels still got cheap. like ten left. We're coming up on on ten a.m. Mountain time. I'm in Mountain time. How about that? Uh, Matt, Luke Putnam, South Carolina at Tennessee. Your Gamecocks. Um, really annoyed with them, Jim. They've been Jekyll and Hyde all season, and I do like Tennessee more than most, so I have them priced a little bit higher than most, and for that reason, uh, no play for me. I do like the under. Seems like this is a lot less, um, a lot lower scoring. Yeah, especially Tennessee. Tennessee just scored 90 points last game. Like, that's not going to happen again. It's kind of a good sell of a fallback down to earth for the Tennessee offense. Kai, Connor Platt says Wright State is a lock. They're hosting Oakland. The line has flipped to Wright State being a favorite. Do you agree? I guess so. They're finally starting to play like we expect them to, right? They just beat Detroit by 31. Uh, Oakland's off a – are they off an overtime game? If I'm mistaken. Yes, yesterday, back-to-back and an they, OT loss to NKU. NKU, look at that. Wow. Um, I guess I kind of lean towards Wright State. Maybe they're finally rounded into form, he said, famous last words. Yeah. It's been bet, though, pretty badly. Uh it's now, yep. I think, Oakland – or sorry, Wright State's not favored. Man. Yep, flipped over. Uh, Matt, from Hugh, direction. Towson at Northeastern. Uh, Towson laying five and a half on the road to a team that is one and ten against the spread, 0-11 overall in league play. Does Towson blow them out? Jim, your leading premise there is exactly what I'm thinking. Why are people betting on Northeastern so emphatically? I almost lean Towson. Um, Northeastern competed in the first matchup. I think they covered, cut it to like four late. They did cover, yeah. They did cover, but uh, now 5,000. Towson's awesome, and Northeastern is in shambles. They have no bench right now. 0-11 NCAA. The favorite, we thought? <laughs> what? Makes no sense. Uh, Makes we no just received sense. it. We received a hot tip, fellas. Ooh. Taz, Taz Sherman is out officially for West okay. Virginia. Well, there so, you go. Boom. No bueno. Don't touch him. Uh, two from Brad Hosmer. Kai, I'll start with you. Chicago State headed to Tarleton State. Big spread for Tarleton to be laying, and we've seen Chicago State be feisty. Is that yep. what you think? Yeah. I almost laid it with Tarleton. I said, stop it, Kai. Quit going against Chicago State. They're actually a feisty team this year, so I'm staying away. I sort of like the over. Tarleton's running a lot more. They are. Play. They're running a lot, yep. yep. Matt, from, also from Brad, UTEP headed to Rice, Battle of Texas. Anything for you? 
UTEP trending up. I think the line's a little cheap, though. I was hoping to back the miners, but can't do it here. I was hoping to, like I said, catch closer to four or five, but opened at three. It's been bet down at two and a half, like both teams in general. Stay away. Uh, Matt, right back to you for an ACC game here. Miami, Florida at Virginia. Our guy Russ asked me about this one. He says he's leaning Virginia, but it scares him. Um, I wish it was a little cheaper, like minus two, uh, minus four. I know it's basically they have to win the game, but Virginia has not been that great at home this season. Their home court value has really dissipated. Just I'm not sure if why that they're is. Good at all. Yeah. I guess they're better, relatively pretty good on the road. Um, and Miami can make shots, gets the pack line. Love Russ, but I don't know, man. I think I'd find another one. Take Duke. Take Duke. <laughs> you know this. Uh, Kai from Noel McAfee, Michigan at Purdue, a big one that we haven't really hit yet. Uh, Michigan desperately needs us to get into the tournament. Can they get a road win at Purdue? Yeah, I was really torn in this game. Uh, I wrote this game up. Uh, the spread does feel high, and Purdue's ball screen defense this year is terrible, uh, and that's basically what Michigan runs. I, I think they can have a lot of success there, but Michigan's interior defense has been brutal. Dickinson in the post, uh, post-up plays, terrible. Like 20 percentile in the entire country. I think Purdue kind of smashed them. So I'm leaning towards Purdue. Michigan smashed them at Mackey last year. So yeah, they did. That's 17. Top yes. of mind of the paint curve. That will be a ruckus environment. Yep. Uh, Matt from Joe Perella, Charleston headed to Elon in the CAA. I kind of think the Cougars smack them. Do you agree? I uh, lean that way from a spot perspective. Elon just thwarted the UNC Wilmington gravy train that we thought would never end. So uh, I think you get more of a a mortal performance here from the Phoenix and Charleston's good, man. They're starting to, I think, get back toward that non-conference gear. We saw them for a little bit. All right. Two more and then best bets. So Kai, you get NCA and T and Gardner Webb from Monte S anything for you in the big South? Uh, no spread feels a little bit high to me. I respect a and T a lot. Yeah. They blew a cover against Winthrop really broke my heart there, but uh, yeah, I'm not betting that one. Matt last one, the ACC Louisville headed to Syracuse. This number felt real high to me, but man, Louisville's tough to back right now. Yeah, especially with that Malik Williams. Um, I know people probably think he's like a locker room cancer given the suspension, but I think he's paramount to that interior defense um, and sort of the heart and soul of that team in general. So I'm not backing Louisville right now. I'd stay away. Okay. I lean towards the Cardinals, but yeah, it's it's a mess. Okay, quick, best bets. Then let's go watch basketball. Matt, start us off. Yep, I'll recap. I had Kansas minus two and a half. I had Nebraska, Nebraska ball plus three and a half. My final one, Kai playing the old trusty second leg of mountain trip home team, Utah. Uh, I think is it catching four? I'm getting four there. Let me double check. Someone checked on the line there. The Utes have looked better. Three. I watched them three. It's fine. I, I don't need anything more than three or anything less than three. Like the Utes here looked really good into Oregon State. I think they catch Oregon off that big win at Colorado sleeping and Craig Smith, big hype home spot seems to play well. Kai. Uh, sure. I'll go. Ole Miss, Florida. Under 130 and a half. No Caston. No Deshaun Ruffin is more important. Ole Miss might not score 50 in this game. Under 130 and a half. Yeah, Ruffin's tiny too, so you're adding like probably a better defender than him. Uh, yeah, my, my best bets. We went a little out of order. Sorry, Dagan. Oh, my fault. That's on me. That's on <laughs> me. Hand up. Yep, I've got two. Uh, Mizzou, Texas A&M, under 131 and a half. Uh, I think Mizzou has really, really started to grind pace to a halt. Uh, Florida, the game would have went way over except for a little late scoring flurry and Florida's three-point shooting. So I, I think Mizzou, Texas A&M, under's a good bet. And then in the Patriot League, Navy laying two on the road at Loyola, Maryland. I think the Navy zone can can mess up the interior scoring of Loyola, Maryland, and they'll shut down Cam Spencer, make other team or other players beat them. Uh, I like the, the, the 
sea troops, water troops, whatever we feel like calling them, the ocean troops. The aqua troops, baby. Aqua troops, yep. So Navy minus two. Those are my two best bets. All right, that's it, Matthias. We went long, a lot of games, had to do it. Uh, appreciate everyone for stopping by. Again, thank you to Bet Rivers for making this all possible. Make sure to like and subscribe as you should for every show within this great network. We'll be back on Monday. I believe we're off Sunday, uh, taking the Sabbath off to digest, catch our breath, rejuvenate, and come back with a sharp next week. Um, but yeah, big slate today. Sit back and jack, or relax and enjoy.